the show where we don't just talk about fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you do not have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And today, we're going to talk about the things that make us us this year, our personalities. You would say that. That is so you. (laughs) It's such an ENFP thing to say. (laughs) So your personality type. It's such an Enneagram 7 thing to say as well. We are talking about personality tests. Yes. So Which this, I think is like a good New Year's topic. Uh, totally, because you're trying to know yourself and yeah. improve yourself. Yeah, get those resolutions. So, in. yeah, first got to figure out, who are me? Who are me and for what shall I goal myself? So you had never, had you ever gotten your personality tested? I do not think so, at least not okay. with the Myers-Briggs. Right. Type well, sure, you grew up in the 90s, so you took all sorts of online surveys. You know, my first experience with a personality test was like on the old style computers, like the Amber monitors. Mm -hmm. There was this program I found, you could answer a bunch of questions with agree or disagree. Okay. And then it would spit out on the dot matrix printer, a multi-page assessment of your personality. Yeah. Okay. And was this in high school or junior high or? Actually, I remember exactly. It would have been uh, seventh or eighth grade Uh because we read ours and we're like, whoa, this is really insightful. But there was a section where it wrote about your sex life. We're like, whoa, what? What? I don't have one yet. And it's already like written the dot matrix. And uh, so what we did is we answered all the questions, agree or disagree, as we would for Ms. Thomas, Uh our seventh and eighth grade math teacher. Uh It spit out the results and we're like, you know, tittering like, oh, wow, that's so her. But now it's talking about her sex life. That's weird. Uh And so we left a copy of it on her desk when she wasn't there. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure she later on was like, where the hell did this come from? (laughs) <laughs> That's great. It sounds like you had a lot of experience oh with my personality gosh, so tests. Because, like, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm this, and then I've taken this and ticked this Enneagram thing. Yeah, I've consistently gotten certain results. Okay. M- well, mostly consistently, not entirely. Consistently. So you're the personality type that likes that to take personality type personality tests. Test. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was also the one who, like, in 10th grade, you know, would get the email that's like, Oh, it's another questionnaire with 130 questions. I better fill this out. (laughs) Can't think of a better use of my time. (laughs) What's my favorite animal? Hmm, All my friends probably want to know. Let me think really hard about this. Um, Yeah, but Myers-Briggs, I'm not sure like why I first became aware of it, but I do remember taking the test in 12th grade and getting ENFP. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I remember getting that because there was a a real weirdo I knew, a gentleman who was also ENFP and he just made a real big deal out of how we were both ENFP. So it kind of just stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd heard about Myers-Briggs. That's like the gold standard of personality tests. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever had taken that kind of personality test. I've taken like, you know, which Star Wars character are you? Sure. And which are you? I'll say Yoda. Okay, sure. (laughs) You talk weird, you're short. And sentences strangely do I (laughs) (laughs) I also really got into the Enneagram in my early 20s okay yeah and I'd never heard of this until you sent it my way and it looks like some weird new agey thing yeah it's definitely got a new age bent which I was also into in my early 20s okay I'm pulling up my Enneagram test results because I can't remember them tell us about the Enneagram so the Enneagram is this system that we're pretty sure was invented by this guy whose last name was Ikazo but he claimed that it had these ancient roots and that he had just gotten it from studying like shamanism. 
feminism or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it was like kind of a, oh, really? Because there's like no record of this before you. But okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks a lot like a pentagram, it's, but it's got nine points on it. The way like it looks in this email totally looks like some kind of new age. Like, oh, yeah. Church of the Seven Sisters oh, totally. or something like that. <laughs> Totally, <laughs> definitely. That should be our church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that it's nine points, but it's Church of the Seven Sisters and their two parents. <laughs> That's totally something that Aleister Crowley would come up with. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, each point like represents different personality types. So there are nine types. Mm-hmm. And then each type connects to two other types because all the points connect with lines. Uh, that makes sense. Well, so, within itself. Sure. <laughs> makes a certain sort of sense. So the theory is that you have this one type that's like the thing you most identify with, the mm-hmm. thing that most defines you. But then you have these other types that like you kind of evolve toward or devolve toward. Okay. So for example, if you're a one, when you evolve, you become more seven-like. And when you devolve, you become more five-like because uh. of the two, those are the two that you're connected to. They, at least on this website, they put kind of titles with each of those. Mm-hmm. Those consistent? Are those always the same? I don't think so. Because one is, at least here, it's one is the reformer, two is the helper, three is the achiever, four the individualist, five the investigator, loyalist, enthusiast, challenger, and peacemaker. Yeah, I'm not sure if those terms are the same. Those do all ring true to the definitions given to those numbers consistently, though. Okay, and so you knew your type, and you confirmed that by taking it, and then you you guessed what I would be. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm hanging on. So here's something interesting. Okay. When I first took it, when, again, in my early 20s, I was a one with a, a like somewhere between a one and a two, but mm. stronger one. Okay. And so the one is- uh, That makes sense. Very much, yeah, like very much a campaigner, very much a person who works for causes, but also has a very sort of legalistic black and white sense of morality. Mm-hmm. Then as you evolve, you become more seven-like, which is more of the enthusiast, a little more like able to live in the gray areas, still has ah. those one qualities, right? Okay. Okay, so I just thought like I was a one. And then when I took it this year, I got a seven. <gasps> You'd evolve. Maybe. Hey. I don't know. I can see, you know, it's funny. I was reading down just the title. So I was thinking, oh, yeah, well, you're definitely a reformer. But, oh, yeah, I can see you as a helper. Uh You know what? She's also an achiever. (laughs) Maybe not an individualist. But Uh that's funny. Neither of us score particularly strong on the investigator. Isn't that interesting? That's a five. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's five. Got it. I scored most strongly on the loyalist, type six, and the Mm -hmm. enthusiast, type seven. Hey, Hey, type seven. High five. High seven. Yeah, the Enneagram will come into play with when I took the Myers-Briggs thing, too, but we'll get there. I got, I got a zero on the challenger. The challenger being? Uh, I don't know, oh, someone who eight? will. Oh, yes, that's ah, it. okay. That was like the one I got nothing on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You showed me your results, and I was like, well, we know you're not an eight. And what kind Yours of... were like pretty muddled results, though. You got like pretty high on a bunch of them, right? Yeah, I also got six on type two, the helper. Okay. And a five on the achiever. Yeah, so okay. I'm... I am a loyalist and enthusiast, but a helper and an achiever as well. Whether you agree that they're like statistically valid or scientifically valid, they're like a useful enough vocabulary. When we're talking about other people, we very easily are like, oh, well, she's just really friendly. She's a real helper type. You know, right. yeah, they're not like totally useless ways yeah. of thinking. So, so yeah, here we come to the the base question here, which is, do people have predictable personalities? Right. And, they, and are they consistent throughout their lives? Right. And in different situations. Right. So, you know, your social life versus your love life versus your work life. 
are you that same person? Is it predictive? Well, I guess another question would be, does it also just help you to understand someone else better? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, like the way to really test it would be to use those and kind of work backwards, right? Like see if it yeah. would help you determine yeah. something ahead of time. That's pretty much the scientific method, right? You make right. a hypothesis to make before predictions. and see if, yeah. By default, this is less pseudoscience-y than astrology. Oh, no doubt. Which is like, here's 12. Well, already Myers-Briggs has 16 personality types. <laughs> <laughs> Astrologies lose on numbers. There There's go. only 12, though maybe it wins out over Enneagram, which has nine. <laughs> but yeah, the idea that if you're born within the same like month, period as someone else that you have right. the same personality uh no yeah well and this is going to inherently have some truth to it because the way it happens is you enter the data you say i am like this and then it shoots back you are like this that's, and you're like whoa that's another pot <laughs> potential weakness it's all self-reported it is and then it's all self-assessed so like oh yeah. yeah that's me just like with a, a psychic you know they generally can only tell you things you already know yeah although i was actually saying you're right about all that but i was actually saying there's a little bit of strength in that, in that at least you're putting in the data, there's something about your behavior in there, whereas right. astrology is completely based on when you were born. Oh, yeah, is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not even anything it, about you. It's a strength, but then once you've moved above the echelons of astrology, then it is a potential weakness. Yeah, it's sort of like, who's a better presidential candidate than Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah. Before a bunch of astrologers write me, I realize there's a bunch of other houses and things that can mm. shift the results, but I would say that's just a further weakness where you can muddle the results to get whatever you wanted. Okay. And maybe with. go listen to our astrology episode and you'll know we know yeah, that. We've Thank been you. there, okay, done that. That was like three years ago. Okay, thanks. Anyway. <laughs> Should we talk about the Myers-Briggs then? Yeah, let's talk about the Myers-Briggs. Because this is the best known. There's many personality tests out there. We listed a couple, but there's others. And I, I feel like the subject is intimidating mm -hmm. because the more I read about it, then they'll say like, oh, and there's the Myers-Briggs type two. And I'll be like, wait, what's the type two? And then uh -huh. it'll be saying, but as opposed to this other one, like, oh, there's another like personality test. And, yeah. Uh, so there's so much out there. There is. And this is the one that people like swear by though. People who are into yeah. Myers-Briggs are into Myers-Briggs. And, and you were saying that something like 2 million people in the US each year take this test? Yeah. According to a reference book I have, it's said that, yeah, 2 million people take the test every year. And actually, that book is probably a solid 10 years old now, so okay. I don't want to say that's a current figure. But but it seems to be used by businesses. Oh, yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom was a very successful realtor. And so her company asked her to take the test so that they could then like search for people with her personality type. Oh, I see. We like you. Let's get more like you. Whatever exactly. she is. Okay. Also, Ross, if you ever want to know more and fill in some of those confusing gaps. There's a really good book called The Cult of Personality. Yes. How personality tests are leading us to miseducate our children, mismanage our companies, and misunderstand ourselves. Which is like maybe a little strong. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. but it is a sort of... Something um, tells me that Annie Murphy Paul, not a big fan of the MBTI. <laughs> well, it's actually... Well, first of all, it's a history of personality testing going back way before that. Oh, okay. Um, so it covers a lot of the tests that you were obliquely referencing. Mm -hmm. um, and I would actually say it's very fair. I mean, that, you know, famously authors often don't write their titles and subtitles, and maybe she didn't write that one. Uh -huh. um, it is critical, no doubt. And definitely it's critical of how sort of over-enthusiastically these things can be utilized in sort of a fatalistic way. You are an ENFP, and so you will sure. never be management. She's definitely critical <laughs> of that. But she also is very quick and very fair about being like, here are the strengths of it. This is why it makes sense. Right. This is what it can do. This is what it can't do. 
So yeah, it seems like a lot of the uh, criticisms then would be based on how far you can take those results and what you can do with them. Yeah, I think so. And it seems like a lot of the the practitioners, especially of Myers-Briggs, would say you shouldn't use those results to pigeonhole somebody. They're mm-hmm. just you know indicators that you can use to help you to decide, would I fit naturally within this or what factors do I need to be aware of or right. compensate for? So the idea is this is all very fluid. Yeah. Speaking of fluid, actually, I was just thinking it's a little like blood type. I think in Asian countries, there's like this thing where blood type tells your personality. Okay, here's a chart. Japanese blood type personality chart. Okay, okay. what blood I'm, type are I'm you? I'm O positive. O positive. <gasps> so am I. Hey. Hey, nice. Well, O is the most common, so. Yes, true. Best. Uh, confident, self-determined. Hey. Uh, optimistic, strong-willed, yeah. intuitive. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Worst traits, self-centered. Oh. No, that's not me. Uh, cold, doubtful. Cold. Unpredictable. Doubtful and unpredictable, I could buy. Workaholic. Okay. Oh, but I'm looking at these other ones, like type B, passionate, active, oh. doer, <laughs> creative, strong. All oh, right. Yeah, we're all of those. Yeah. Pff. And then worst we're traits. all of the good things and none of the bad things. <laughs> <laughs> which I was going to say is kind of another one of the pitfalls of this test. Oh, like yeah. Everybody tends to see themselves in very glowing terms. Like, yes, I am very courageous uh, and uh, I am a truth teller. I never right. lie. Sure. Which in some ways makes it feel like an astrology session, you mm-hmm. know, where you're just reading people all these flattering things about themselves. Yeah. No, I'm looking at these. I'm summarily dismissing the blood type personality theory. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's our episode on blood typing. Everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I've thought about us doing the blood type diet thing before, but oh, positive. It just tells you to eat a ton of meat. And I was like, I'm not willing to. My, <laughs> oh, right. My, um, my boss gave me a copy of that, but it wasn't like, hey, Ross, you need to read this. It's uh-huh. important. It was like, you look into crazy stuff. Uh-huh. Is this. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Haven't tried it. We'll talk about the Myers-Briggs test that we took, which is a very thorough like professional one that people use for business purposes. But uh, we found a convenient quick one online. Yeah. If, if you wanted to stop the episode and go quickly find out what your letters yeah, are, uh, go to uh, 1616personalities.com. And they've got a fun free online test. And I actually like the interface of that one a lot better mm-hmm. than the kind of more professional one that we paid for. But then that will tell you your type and it gives you more information than you'll ever want to read if you're Ross. It'll give you just the right amount if you're Carrie. <laughs> just a little under the right amount. Oh, like, okay. I could use a little more. And for what it's worth, I got the same results on the one I paid for and the free one. Which is funny because I got different results from the you free sure one. Did to the professional one I took, to the -the over-the-phone consultation that clarified me to one ever slightly different. So I have three personality types. I kind of have two, but we'll get to that. But yeah, the ENFP is what I got, like I said, in 12th grade. It's what I got on the free one here. And it's what I think I ultimately got from the paid one. I will say, though, I remember one time in the last 10 years, like hopping online and taking a free version and getting something else. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, oh, so much for consistency. But now Uh I'm back to ENFP, so who knows? And I think after, after we've had like more detailed conversations, now that I understand this better, I'd say I most strongly identify as an ESTP. All right. So we have our E's and P's in common. Yeah. Yeah. And those are my strongest. Me too. Hey. Hey. We're extroverted and we're perceiving. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm perceiving how extroverted you are. Uh. It's very judgmental of you. <laughs> oh, weird. I don't have that, <laughs> but okay. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I think this is 
most useful for, at least so far for me, is reading about someone else's type and like understanding, oh, weird, they see things that way. I would never think of it that way. So we were talking about our partners taking the test. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kara just did- My wife. Uh, she took the free online test we were just mentioning, and she got an ISFJ which is funny because it's like almost the opposite of me, uh-huh. except for the S, which is like my variable one because I'm uh-huh. so close to the middle. Uh, so, hey, we complement each other. But as she was reading the descriptions, it said, I excel at remembering details about people and their lives. And when it comes to gift giving, she has no equal. And that is totally true. Uh, you've mentioned before how she has like a crazy memory for anything that's related to sort of relationship stuff. Yeah, it's funny because you and I have memories that complement each other where I'll mm-hmm. remember details and you'll remember like emotions that were going on and like particular uh, topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife has this amazing memory for people's relationship status and what they were wearing and who gave what. Like we'll have something and she'll be like, oh yeah, well your sister Jennifer gave that to us uh, back in Christmas. It was like 2005. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just know we own this plate. Oh yeah, well, because we had the whole conversation about blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, that sounds right. You. That yeah. sounds totally right. And it always checks out. So I believe Oh, wow. It. That's impressive. Well, Drew, my boyfriend, took it as well. And guess what he got? I, well, w- I okay. don't know if I would have guessed this. He-, he got the exact same thing I did, ENFP. That's so interesting. Yeah. I guess it would change from personality type to personality type, but like, would you get along with another you? Yeah, I know. I wanted to ask the woman who ended up giving me my phone consult um, about that. And because our talk turned a totally surprising direction, I never got to. Okay, but, um, save that question. It's really interesting. I mean, I see why two extroverts would get along. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But like two feeling people, I can see that like, you know, not necessarily being mm-hmm. an easy thing. Going could, great so far. You could argue both ways, I'm sure, on either one of sure. them. But it seems in general, you want to be the type of person where you would exist well with another you. Uh-huh, At least sure. in my mind, that seems like that's something to strive for. Uh, like I was talking recently with someone about my mom and we were saying like, oh, would she get along with so-and-so is very similar to her? And we're like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have two of those people in the same room together. Uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> I don't think she knows how. Okay, good. She's not the personality type for podcasting. Not the uh, technologically inclined type. Got it. So how did we get into this? Well, it had been on our master list for a while, but I had kind of forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And then someone wrote in and suggested it. And oh, okay. Then, and I was like, oh, that's right. You know, that's a really good one because it's, these are some of my favorite investigations are the ones where like, there seems to be some validity to this. Mm-hmm. I always think of hypnotherapy. Like, oh, yeah. okay, something real is going on here, but maybe it's being oversold. I'm not sure. Right. Or genotyping. On the surface of it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, is there more to this story? So. So we looked up who still does the official Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. test, and it's this one organization that still owns the rights to giving the test and it's paid, analyzed for. Oh, okay. They're it's called. like the officially sanctioned by the people who started the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And uh, the company's changed names a couple times, but right now it's called CAPT. CAPT, Center for Applications of Psychological Type. Okay. Based in Gainesville, Florida. I have a friend from Gainesville, Carolyn. What? If you're going to call them, you just have to, from where we are, you have to take into account the three-hour time difference. You sure do. And let me tell you something. <laughs> they don't have the greatest voicemail system in the world. You might leave them a couple voicemails and they won't get them. Carrie so. had some pretty mm-hmm. choice words about trying mm-hmm. to get a hold. Those choice words were, I keep trying to reach you. Because <laughs> <laughs> my personality type isn't terribly confrontational. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we paid $150 just to take the base test, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we each added on a $15 work life assessment. Yep. They immediately like send you in the mail a booklet that'll help you kind of interpret the results, Mm -hmm. a very comprehensive manual. And then they send you a link to take the test online. Mm -hmm. And so you answer, how many questions was it? Not the test, the inventory. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's a good point. And it was stressed many times. This is not a test. It's not like the SAT. There's no right or wrong. It's not measuring an amount of something. Yeah, it's an indicator. Mm -hmm. It's a it's an instrument. That's Ah. another word they keep using. Boy, lots of I words. They refer to this. There's no I in team, you guys. (laughs) And there's no T in yeah. Uh, When I first spoke to my person, we'll get to that later. But she had me write test, cross it out. And trait and cross it out. Whoa. Yeah, because trait makes you think of something that's a little too... uh, Rigidly defined. Exactly. Uh So yeah, so then you take this online form. Uh Uh-huh. Can I say form? Sure. Carrie? Yeah, questionnaire. (laughs) And uh, you fill out... How many questions was it? 93, I think. Great Gatsby. And so you're answering questions like, do you prefer to arrange dates, parties, et cetera, well in advance, or be free to do whatever looks like fun when the time comes. It's all either or. Yeah. And you're kind of saying, I don't know, the questions felt like they were about, yeah, are you a procrastinator or you do things in advance? Do you like to hang out with people or do you like to be alone? Do you like to do things in an accepted way or invent your own way? Mm-hmm. And then there were a lot of, uh, this this part kind of bugged me because there's this huge section where they just give you two words and you're supposed to choose the one that you just, you like it better. You have a better <laughs> response right. to. And so they'll say like, convincing, touching. Uh-huh. And I would just sit there staring at him for the longest <laughs> time. And I found that you take these a lot faster than I do. Oh, uh-huh. I think w- whatever your time is, double it and you'll have my time, uh-huh. essentially. <laughs> So I'm just sitting there saying it, convincing or I mean, because, and then, you know, I'll have to pick like a scenario and then I'll be questioning that. Well, well, if I was to look at it in this scenario, you know, if I was dealing with my interpersonal relationship with my wife, I'd probably say this. And I do that a little, but this might account for the difference in speed. I'm a feeler and you're a thinker. Like I look at those Mm. and I'm just like, okay, this, I could think about this forever. So what feels right? That. And I, I would maybe then force myself to do that. And then two questions later, I would still be feeling this discomfort knowing uh-huh. I hadn't fully thought that one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'd go back and look at it. Anyways, yeah. yeah, it was torturous for me. Yeah. No nonsense or theoretical? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> Quiet or outgoing? Yeah. Okay. That one's easy for me. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Outgoing. Yeah. For me. That's both of us. So so you take all of those questions and you submit it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, almost immediately, they sent me back like an actual report for my personality type. And they told me at that point that I was- What? W- I didn't get one okay. back. Okay. Well, apparently we're not supposed to. Oh, so that's interesting okay. to hear. Because when I spoke to the lady afterwards, then she was like, well, wait a second, they weren't supposed to send you that. I got to oh, talk to them. okay. So they had already told me I was an ENTP. And so I started like looking that up. And, and Every time you say that, I think of the word entropy, but go on. Eventually, everything tends towards entropy. <laughs> and then you schedule a time to talk to somebody over the phone for an hour right. for your $150. A expert. Uh, he or she will then walk you through your results, presumably, and kind of what it all means. Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting for your $150. Yep. And an extra career assessment if you pay 15 bucks on top of that. Yeah. So, so we both did it. Yeah. We did it on the same day. They assigned us two different people mm-hmm. to give us our results. Yeah. So, so yeah, tell us about your... Sure. Mine was a woman and I'm going to call her Clara. Very interesting from the get-go because I got a little bio about her and it said that she was an expert in 
Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, neuro-linguistic programming, Whoa. hypnotherapy, a bunch of things we're very yeah. interested in. Yeah, hey. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her. They hadn't given me my results, but they had sent me this form that we later got another copy of with our booklet where it actually asks you to predict what you think mm. your mm-hmm. type will be. And so I said ENFP. We set up a time. I called in and Clara was like, so Carrie, right? Okay. Carrie, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, she said, I, they didn't tell me a lot about you. Uh, yeah. What, what would they tell here, her about you other yeah, than your she, test results? Yeah. She already seems like questionnaire so, results. Yeah. <laughs> she already seems like, so I don't know, like off put or something. Huh. Uh, and she said, all I have here is that you're from Los Angeles and you're a reporter. And I was like, uh yeah that's right oh and uh, is that all they gave her besides my oh. my results besides like, a complete spelling be? out of your personality right? <laughs> I know. and she said so maybe you can tell me a little about why you were doing this and then i thought oh maybe she googled me maybe she like gets that this might be for the show oh could uh, be i don't think it was though because then i was like oh okay i've always been interested in personality testing i've you know taken a lot of these online things many times over the courses uh-huh. of my adolescence and young adulthood and uh, my friend Ross and I just wanted to try it for the new year because we were both like kind of talking about the idea of resolutions and knowing yourselves and I just thought what can I learn from this and uh, there are you know things about my personality that sometimes I wonder why other people deal with certain things better than I do why do I deal with this better than other people do and you know I'd love insight into that Uh, she said oh oh great well you're my favorite kind of person to talk to that I love just people who just You know, they just want to know themselves better. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so I have your results here. All of your answers are like pretty cleanly in one or the other binary category. Mm -hmm. I'm not totally clear on one of them. And I said, oh, okay. I'm going to guess that's thinking or feeling. Because you were close to the line on this. Yeah, that's something where I think of all the other categories. That's something where I feel pretty well balanced on. I feel like I'm a naturally feeling person, but like I'm able to be like, okay, hang on, that might feel right, but is it right? Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Oh, okay. okay. Um, All right, well, don't tell me. Let's just go through it. She said, okay. And so then she like started describing an extrovert versus an introvert, which is like a pretty familiar binary to most of us, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know what that is. But she just like kept talking about it. And, she- and it, it seems like the Myers-Briggs uh, definition of uh, extrovert, introvert is slightly different than like the popular culture ones. At least my consultant wanted to clarify on that. Like I had recently read the book Quiet. She's like, oh, I actually have a lot of points of contention with that. Oh, okay. Um, so one thing to note is that it's extroversion uh-huh. with an A instead uh-huh. of extroversion right. in the Myers-Briggs versus introversion. But yeah, go ahead. The definition she gave was pretty familiar to me, which is mm-hmm. that uh, it's where you get your energy. Do you get your energy from, from the outside world? From being with other people or do you need to sort of like recharge your batteries by being alone? I remember the first time I heard that. I thought, that is so insightful. <laughs> sure. I remember hearing it for this the first so time at uh, church camp. Oh, really? Summer church camp. It yeah. might have been that for me too. But Probably. I just remember thinking like, wow, what, what a cool new like <laughs> explanatory nice. filter for the world. There are people who get their energy not from being around people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those people are not me They're most weird. of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she's like telling me different examples and, you know, like I keep thinking like, okay, I mean, both of these fit a little, but like extroversion feels a lot more strong in every example. Mm-hmm. The only point where I was like, hmm, okay, that's 
a little, I'm a little not sure on that one, was she said extroverts and introverts see their homes in two different ways. So the introvert sees their home as a place that's sort of like their cocoon. They like make it, they, they fill it with things they love. They go there and they're like happy to be home and read their books and go to sleep, blah, 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 blah. The extrovert, they want people to come over and fill their home. And like, if you go into their bathroom or their bedroom, they feel like that's invasive. And, um, and I was like, oh gosh, both you, of those. You felt a little more... No, I felt like I related to both of those almost oh, okay. equally. Like hmm. I, I love to have people over. And if I had to pick between having people over a lot and not having people over, I'd pick having them over a lot. Okay. But if like my stuff is all over in like my bedroom or something, then I'm like, I kind of don't want them to go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Totally. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so I told her that. I was like, okay, so pretty much on everything you said, I feel like extrovert. And she's like, really? <laughs> she, I said, yeah. And she's like, Okay, um, so you did get extrovert on the test, <laughs> and by a lot. And she's like breaking this to you as if it's bad news? Yeah, well, yeah, she's like, you got 25 out of 30 extrovert. Hey, that's like, strong. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm an E then? Yeah. And, I, and she's like, I, I don't believe it. Oh, that's funny, I got 25 as well. Oh, hey. Hey. And she said, I just don't believe it, and I was like, Okay. Uh? And she said, well, for a couple of reasons. One, you're a reporter. And I said, yeah. And she was like. She's doing like exactly what everybody warns not to do. It's like making those kind of predictive assumptions. Right. I, I just felt like I was battling her cognitive dissonance through this whole thing. Like <sighs> she was like, but I have it set up in my mind. How annoying. That you can't possibly be this one thing. <laughs> uh, and she said, well, you wouldn't, you know, you'd find it very difficult to write. And I was like. Well, I do. The actual process of sitting down to write is really hard for a lot of people. Like, it's the coming up with ideas and things that's fun. Sitting down to write it can be a real chore and hard to focus on. Trying to help her resolve this dissonance. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I was like, also, like, uh, although I do write, I'm also uh, an audio journalist. So I'm often interacting with people and interviewing people or talking to my co-hosts. Like, there's lots of interactive elements. Oh, okay. Well, here's another thing. Um, you talk like an introvert. What? And I said, oh, what do introverts talk like? That's, that's interesting. And she said, well, they think before they respond. And you think before you respond. Okay. 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 Uh, well, so how would I I think- could just see you being like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <right as> she <laughs> says like, it. Well, what, how does an extrovert talk? Well, extroverts just start thinking out loud and they just don't judge it. And they just keep talking. And I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I used to work uh, in a nonprofit where I was on the media a lot and I was taught not to do that. So maybe now I've sort of just compensated know, for it out a little bit. You know, yeah, like this is the maturation process. We all like yeah, yeah. <laughs> develop different skills. But she just, she kept being like, I just don't believe it. And as an introvert, I can see other introverts and I can just tell them like, okay, well, all right, fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's I'm move a, on. I'm an introvert, great. Right? Uh, so then like she went through an FP and on all of them she was like, yeah, oh, definitely. You're definitely that. Even though my scores were lower. Weird. Yeah. I was like, It's okay. like she's kind of invalidating the the uh, questionnaire. She's saying that this yeah. in instrument is poorly tuned. She did. Because then she said, this is why I can't just use my... Myers-Briggs. 
Oh. I have to use the Enneagram. Would you mind Did she... if I worked in the Enneagram as well? Okay, she didn't try to read your chakra. Or... No. <laughs> oh, um, you know what? That's funny, though, because she's into NLP. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Which so is she... all these, like, subtle... Yeah, clues of, of voice. And yeah, so head and interesting stuff. that she was kind of fixating on that. Yeah, true. So she said, yeah, can I, can I work in the Enneagram as well? And, of course, from our perspective, I'm like, yeah, free stuff, yeah. She's like, okay, so tell me do you kind of see the world through rose-colored glasses? Are you kind of like an optimist? And I said, yeah, I think I think so. I'm sure. certainly not a pessimist. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's like, okay, okay, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I think you're a seven. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, when I took the Enneagram test, I was, uh, I was a seven. Okay, this all makes sense now because here's the thing, Carrie. Sevens see themselves just in this like – you know, a perfect light. And so you might just, you know, try to see yourself as an extrovert. And I was like, well, I don't think of an extrovert is better than an yeah, introvert. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not so, supposed to be the scale. Not, none of these scales are supposed to be about good versus judge. bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Totally. So, like, I don't, okay. I really feel like I would be comfortable being an introvert if I were one. I don't think that would freak me out. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, well, well, okay, here's another thing though. Sevens are very externally motivated. So you see, you might think you're an extrovert because you're externally <laughs> like that's what an extrovert is. Yeah. What are you saying? And just to the point where it just felt utterly useless to me. I was like, okay, so you're telling me I'm like totally motivated and energized by other people, but not in a way that would make me an extrovert because it's just not. Like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Yeah. Literally nothing. Finally, I just, I was getting so frustrated with it. She was like, well, do you want me to send you the final official results for INFP or ENFP? And I was like, if I'm being honest, like, I really resonate more with what you're saying about ENFPs than INFPs. But uh, yeah. if you feel really strongly, I don't really mind if you want to send me uh -huh. the INFP. So she said she'd send me both. And she did. And then I read them over. And I did relate to lots in both because okay. three of the letters are the same. Mm -hmm. But I related more, substantially more, to okay. the ENFP. I really just felt like, why did I pay $150 to talk to this person? I got the exact yeah. same results I got online, and I just got more confused. Yeah, I could have just read them, and I'd be better off. Though, how long was she on the phone with you? You said like an hour Two and a half? Two hours. Oh, yeah, no, I think it was an hour and a half. Yeah. So, hey, there you go. Yeah, she got certainly was... You yeah. got extra confusing time. Oh, you know what else she said, though, Ross? She said, are you very cautious? And I said, ooh, that's a little tough to answer. So I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So when I ah. was younger, I was overly cautious. You know, I like checked. I could, I had to check the oven, you know, eight times before I left. And then I have to come oh, back yeah. and look at blah, blah, blah. But I take a medicine that completely controls it. Now I feel very in control. So I would oh. say... I'm an ordinary amount of cautious now, a way that I, in a way that I'm comfortable with it and not before. And then we get into the question of what is your natural personality? Yes. So then she was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, oh, I wish I'd known that. Let's talk about before you took medicine. And now I'm like, okay, eight years ago. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I think I was like that. You know, and I'm like, how is this even useful to me? I want to know things about me now, yeah, yeah. not about me eight years ago. And then she tried to tell me to get off my medicine. What the what? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. She said, I'm only going to say this once. But if you want to go to my website, I'm not saying you should work with me because I'm retired. But you should read about right brain therapy so that you can get off the medicine. Because Carrie, I've seen people who are on these medicines for years and years. And maybe they work, but they are not in good shape in 50 years. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. <Bye. laughs> I'll never go to your anyway. website. <laughs>
this, this reminds me, our, <sighs> our friend and producer, Ian Kramer, mm-hmm. uh, he took the online one as well, because uh-huh. I, I guess now we just wanted everybody within our halo to like take this yeah, test, yeah, totally. tell us their types, because uh, yeah, then it just becomes fun. He, he was an INTJ. Right. And he was saying like, oh, but that could be complicated by potential learning disorder, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those kinds of things can totally affect all of these factors that, that we're talking about. So That's the thing. Like the, all these uh, things are useful, but like so oversimplifying and you just have to right. accept it. If you accept that and say, oh, yeah, it's a little off. It's kind of on. You're going to be fine. But if you're like, no, 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 you have to fit into this thing. And somehow you're misunderstanding yourself if you don't. Like, <laughs> right. Then you just go bananas over it totally what, what i was really expecting to see as we were searching for these terms is to find like a bunch of websites that will then uh, pair you up with someone else and tell you how compatible you are oh, with right. and i was surprised i didn't run into any of that uh-huh. though i'm sure uh cara has found them by now and is reading them <laughs> and will let me know the results when i get back yeah home. i want to know about two enfp so like i was saying i was going to ask the lady that like okay mm-hmm. well my boyfriend took this online i know that might not be you know scientific but if he is an ENFP too, like, is that good? Is that bad? What's that like? But I did not have time while she was berating me for taking my medicine and being an introvert. <laughs> yeah, again, you just wonder what is the utility of all this? Right. It, you know, it's to know yourself, but according to what you already know about yourself, or maybe hopefully to have some surprises, or is it about, you know, what kind of jobs you should get or people you should be with? I, and my career report for ENFP. Yeah said I should be a reporter. Really? That was like, and there were uh, there was a 100% and a 97% match. 100% I think was like human resources or something, which by the way, I would not like to do. And then, uh-huh. and then like 97% was like reporter slash actor slash media slash communication. I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I had a much better experience than you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I wish you had spoken to the same lady I did at least. Uh, yeah, your sounds rad. Tell us about her. Yeah, so um, I'll use her real name actually because we've uh, talked a lot since then and I told her about the podcast like mm-hmm. after we talked on the phone for two hours. So I got even oh, I got even more value for my money. More value um, a better product. I, I felt I'd gotten a lot of really good information and, and I think we might have a follow-up conversation with her. Uh, but her name is Molly Allen, and she's got a master's in education. She's been cool. doing this for years, and she doesn't have specialties in in crazy things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she also asked me why I was taking the test. And oh, so uh-huh. I told her just, oh, you know, just trying to know myself better. I've never taken this before. wanted to do it right. I kind of told her that I had taken an online test, and I had done the 16 personalities one, and it had told me that I was an entertainer. They give little terms for each of these types, mm-hmm. uh, which is an ESFP. And then I had already received my preliminary results from uh, this is CAPT one. <laughs> Are you guys getting confused by the acronyms yet? Uh, Y-E-S. They, yeah, they should... <laughs> They shouldn't have used a four-letter word for their uh, their organization. But so I told her like what I'd gotten in the preliminary report. And she's like, well, they weren't supposed to send you that. Uh-oh. Because, you know, the website told me I was an ESFP. And the report they'd sent me told me I was an ENTP. And she's like, oh, well, you shouldn't, uh, you know, have gotten that already because we're supposed to talk through it. And right. I don't want you to be thinking so categorically. Uh, but yeah, the, the first thing that she had me do was to write down test, cross it out, write down trait, cross it out. I'm glad you're a personality type that that wouldn't have made you furious. Really? I would have I been like, this is so condescending. I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she was, she was really sweet about it and explained why we were doing that. Just uh-huh. to like, you know, this is where our minds want to go. And I, you know, I keep wanting to say test even now. You uh-huh. know, so sure. it was good to, to have that visual. Uh, and then she had me draw a Venn diagram between behavior and type. Mm-hmm. And just to demonstrate, <laughs> you, you feel uh, you feel insulted. A little. 
Um, just to, to emphasize that your type does not necessarily indicate your behavior and vice versa, uh, that, you know, the way you act can be informed by a lot of things, but type is all about your, uh, your predilection, what you lean towards your natural mode of response. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, which, that, and my person did say like, "Hey, we all do both of these things. It's mm-hmm. just about which one you lean on." Yeah, and that each of these uh, four factors is a sliding scale. It's like a Kinsey scale, mm-hmm. so you can have strong levels, and it will change from situation to situation as well for mm-hmm. certain people. Though I, I think the understanding is that you stay relatively within your category throughout your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then she walked me through each of the the scales. And yeah, for each one, she had me kind of write down keywords and then also things that I shouldn't fixate on, like judging is not necessarily being judgmental. Uh, so cross sure. that out. Uh, perceiving is not procrastination uh, because a lot of the questions would kind of lead you to think that. Uh-huh. Yeah, feeling is not about emotion. It's more about how you make your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of conversation about the scale and it really helped me too, how she described it. So, so here's some of the sentences that I wrote down for extroversion to introversion. It's about the source and direction of the flow of attention and energy. So just kind of what comes into your mind first. Are you sensing the world around you and taking in that information or are you kind of consulting your interior world Mm -hmm. for the sensing to intuition S to N and they use the N because eyes already taken by introversion. (laughs) It's all about information. Uh, And so the source and kind of information that captures your interest Uh, On the sensing side, you work with known facts. Mm -hmm. And on the intuition side, you look for possibilities and relationships. And this is where I told her, I think because I've spent a lot of time with the scientific community, I feel a lot of people err on the side of science and facts and Mm -hmm. like don't pay enough attention to like people's emotions or what they're thinking Mm -hmm. or what they're motivated by. And so I think I would lean towards that sensing side, Mm -hmm. but I try to uh, compensate for it. Uh Yeah. And so I, I think I've installed filters essentially to bring me closer to the mean. Isn't that interesting? I'd say I go the other way. Like I'm naturally like a very feeling intuitive. Like I'll look at a situation and be like, okay, this is how I feel. Now let me back up and add some data ah. so that I am not just going by my gut reaction. Right, right. right. As she's reading these things, she's having me kind of put uh, an X on that scale from very clear on the extremities to clear, to moderate, to slight. And so I'm kind of grading myself as we're having this discussion. And it came very close to what I got when I see the results. Uh, Anyway, so continuing on, uh, the next one is thinking and feeling. Uh, And so that's all about the two kinds of criteria used for making decisions. Um, So very similar for me, again, where I feel like I would tend towards thinking, but I've installed filters that kind of lean me towards feeling. Mm -hmm. And on both of those, we both got 25 on the extroversion out of 30. So I was really extreme on that. Both of those sensing to intuition and thinking to feeling, I'd gotten a one. So I was like, as close as you can get. Exactly. See, mine were, none of mine were that low, but there was one where it was like 10 out of 30 instead of, yeah, like really far over there. Gotcha. Okay. For the three different personality types, I've gotten the letters have changed in those two middle ones where I'm right on the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The E and the P seem very stationary for both of us. Oh, yeah. And then for uh, judging and perceiving, That's all about uh, how I structure my time and lifestyle in the outer world. Judging is all about preferring a planned, decided, orderly way of life. 
and uh, perceiving is all about preferring a flexible, spontaneous way of life. Right. I feel like when I'm at my best, like mm-hmm. when I'm really high energy, I go more towards the judging side, but I feel my natural mode is towards the perceiving mm-hmm. side. And so I got a pretty high indication on perceiving, uh, 11 on perceiving. Mm-hmm. So strong enough to be in the P camp. Mm-hmm. So all of my results had E and P and then, you know, yeah. variable in the middle. So having her describe all that and talking about it and giving examples was really helpful. And I came away feeling pretty strongly in the camp of ESTP. And interestingly, you told me and our our producer Ian your results. Uh-huh. And you told me you were like a little you weren't sure if it was ESTP or ENTP. ENTP. I went through my book and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to read Ross's two types and see which one I think he is." Hey. Okay, so I opened my book, I I flipped to the first one, I read it and I'm like, "No, this is not insightful." <laughs> and I keep thinking like, "She's okay. showing me the page and she's crossed things out and she's written no here no. and there." No, arrow. She's put a little star next to one statement. (laughs) I was like, this is just like not insightful about Ross. And then I thought, okay, well, I do work with Ross, but in like a really fun project. Maybe he's different like in a work work, you know, like (laughs) day to day situation. Okay, maybe. Okay, well, I'm not married to Ross. I'm sure Kara knows him better. Maybe she'd say this is insightful. But gosh, I don't think so. Okay, then I look up to the top and I am looking at the wrong personality type. So that says something about... Yeah, which was what? I It was ESTJ. ESTJ. So it would be me, but with, uh, yeah, the stronger judging side. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good in terms of, you know, like reading it, thinking it was about me yeah. and being able to say no, no, no. And right. Then, oh, I'm reading No placebo one. effect there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because that's a good way to separate, you know, are you just looking at Barnum or Forer statements, right. you know, that could apply to anybody. Exactly. But yeah, I had like question marks all over it and I do have stars next to a couple things. But then when I realized my error... I went and looked at ESTP and look, I have like, oh, oh yeah, yeah there's like, stars everywhere. Yeah, I did put no next to others may at times experience them as lacking commitment in relationships. So I was like, no, <laughs> that's Ross funny. has been married since he was like 12. 18, um, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then ENTP, yeah, a bunch of stars also. Huh. So yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. as far as my knowledge of you, it felt pretty right on. Yeah, she had read four statements to me. And for ESTP, I for all of them, I was like, yep, that's me. Uh-huh. And then for ENTP, there was just one of them that I was like, nah, not so much. Uh-huh. I okay. can't remember what they were now. But that, that's cool that you did that. I wish I'd done that for you before I knew your results. So which do you feel stronger about, ESTP or ENTP? I, I think if I have to choose ESTP. Okay, that's the one that I think I got slightly more stars on. Cool. Guess you know me well. Yeah. They may enjoy a bit of adventure and risk like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I put LOL next to this one. It says ESTPs may have an excellent memory for facts, details, and what is literally happening in their environment. <laughs> and I was giving Ian this example that like, if you and I are later recalling walking into this room, I'll be like, oh, my God, that room was so creepy. And these people were giving each other these looks, you know, just like they had this like shared secret. And you'll be like, the room was purple. And did you see that <laughs> skeleton in the corner? And I'll be like, this skeleton in the corner? What the And I'll be asking what looks. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Thinking is always secondary to the drive to gain new experiences. That sounds like you. Mm -hmm, Big mm -hmm. into new experiences. Me too. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Us? That's weird. weird. (laughs) Yeah. Just by self-selection that we host this show. Oh, totally. Uh, Obviously, we're going to have a lot in common. On ENFP, yeah, I put, there are a few that I was like, there are a bunch of 
exclamation points next to deciding prematurely means they might close off many interesting options down the road that's definitely true of me like my boyfriend and I are going to take a cruise and they offer you all these excursions and I was immediately like who does this who <laughs> picks something like three months in advance you might get there and be like well there's this whole other thing I could do and now I paid $50 to do this shit you know I was that's just right. like, and it's so close that? to even the questions they ask on the test oh, uh-huh. or the questionnaire uh, I like to push boundaries and redefine rules that's certainly fun. typically intolerant of routine and need variety in their work absolutely creative active you are as active as anyone can or should be (laughs) thank you and imaginative Uh, rigidly non-conforming if they feel too much structure is being imposed on them yes how about this one i'm always interested in like uh ones that could be potentially negative enfps enjoy starting and becoming involved in the initial stages of a project but usually have less interest in follow-through sure that sounds like me too though oh that's a p thing yeah i think so and those two middle ones that i'm middling on uh the sensing to intuition and thinking to feeling both of those are supposed to be like the your internal thought world Mm. whereas the 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 first and last are supposed to be kind more of your, your yeah, outside okay. world behavioral um, uh-huh. indicators. So, so we're more clear on at least what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what people see we from the outside. What's going on inside, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on in there? I am the type, though, that really enjoys a good show. Oh, God. Me too. That must be in the E or the P. You know what I the am? The P is silent. I'm an EMFP for extroverted maximum fun person. And here it is. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this. Yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. I wish uh, there was some way we could easily like set up a, maybe we can do that, like some sort of quiz on Facebook maybe where we can have people choose their personality type because I'd be interested in seeing what our listeners tend toward. Oh, yeah. If they're like us or if they're like, I'm glad they go out and do these things so I don't have to. Let's post the quiz online and then just ask people to comment with the type they got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, I remember in a psychology class, actually, in in college, Nancy Hemmert, that was my teacher, and she said, like, the one thing I remember from this whole class was her one time saying, it's okay that you have multiple personalities, that you're like a different person around your grandma than you are around, like, Mm -hmm. friends your age. Mm -hmm. I remember being horribly conflicted about that. I felt I should be the same person in all Mm -hmm. situations, willing to say something to someone that I would say to, you know, anybody else. And, And she said, no, you just all of us have multiple versions of ourself Mm -hmm. and you just exercise them in different ways around different people. And that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was like a huge moment for me. I was like, whoa, I can be okay with that. Also an interesting thing I know we were talking about before is that we have a mutual friend, Alicia, who like one of the things I so admire about her is that she's able to love people as they are in this just really wonderful way Hmm. that doesn't come off like she's kidding herself or anything, which I think for a lot of people it would be. They'd be like, well, you know, that's just how David is. You know, but like Uh Alicia really will just be like, okay, well, Juan, that's her husband, Juan keeps leaving his keys in the door. That's really annoying. But you know what? That's because he's so present in the moment and he leaves his keys in the door because he opens the door and he sees the kids. Wow. And he's so excited to see the kids that he releases his key in the fucking door. And you know what? That's okay. And, you know, she, she's, and just, she's not begrudgingly talking herself into that. That's right. just how she processes. Yeah. That's she's awesome. She's just like really able to do that. So I really 
admire that about her. And I've kind of like learned to, okay, like I'll still tell my friends, you know, if they like do something that really hurts my feelings, but to like kind of pull back and be like, okay, that person annoyed me, but maybe there's some way I'm not seeing Mm -hmm. how that's actually a reflection of something good about them. I think that's the most useful aspect of this personality typing is that it can help you then take a step back and say, okay, she's processing this in a slightly different way. Right. uh, And I shouldn't take that as a slight to me. Right. Or I can respond in this way to make it easier for her. Something like that. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, when all is said and done, I feel like this is useful. I just feel like people are turning it into this almost religiously reverential thing. And that's where it really goes off the rails. And yeah, Molly was making that case constantly like you know this gets off into the weeds and becomes counter to being helpful when people use it rigidly to say you shouldn't be in this position and fire them as a result or hire people based on their results from this uh it should be an indicator mm-hmm. uh an instrument but not something that rigidly not defines a fucking test yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> right do you feel like one weakness this might have is almost like punishing people who are well-rounded a little bit let me tell you why i'm thinking mm. that I'm thinking like... Because they don't have a clear reading on these scales? Yeah. For one thing, you don't have a clear reading. And then for another, I'm thinking of my conversation with with my woman, which while maybe an extreme example, you know, she's trying to like figure out how I'm more introverted or extroverted. Uh And I'm saying like, well, okay, I think I'm extroverted and I've developed these introversion qualities as part of my maturing process. Like I've learned to like not just say every thought that comes in my head and that's good Uh but she wants to start out with like no i say everything that comes in my head so she can say well you need to learn to (laughs) you know hold in some things because that's going to be the advice right the advice is always like well you can learn something from the other thing so if you've already learned something from the other thing they're like you're doing it wrong somehow well it's so funny that we signed up for the exact same uh questionnaire Uh and that we went through the same process and we ended up with two totally different results yeah Yeah. just depending on who we talked to about Mm -hmm. this yeah true so yeah you can easily go wrong that way you brought up another interesting point too which is like what is the ideal personality Mm -hmm. because that's always the thing like oh there's a best uh-huh. and it was funny and they, they very much emphasize that there isn't uh on the 16 personality site like they'll they give you like this little cartoon uh, almost like minecraft looking version of you and they give you a title and there's this one uh the infj the advocate they'll tell you for each one like famous people uh-huh. and even fictional characters oh, did you get <laughs> yeah, I wonder what is he? That's no. Funny. Uh, well, my boyfriend's brother told me that he got the same one that, like, they always say is Hitler. Oh, that's. But it's also Gandhi. Like, so you know. Oh well, uh, I was gonna say like this one for INFJ. Uh-huh. It had Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Jimmy Carter, you know, Goethe, Alanis Morissette. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> but but still, like, you really get like, oh wow, these like world leaders who are you know like Nobel Peace Prize uh-huh. winners. They're like, is that the best personality type? Oh, John Snow from Game of Thrones. He's an INFJ as well. See who they said are ENFPs, would you? They call Carrie the campaigner. Right. Fits. And and they give you pages of results. Uh, Which is cool. So I like how they organize their questions because you kind of choose along a spectrum for each question from like strong to weak on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one, it was like bubble this or bubble that for mm-hmm. each question. Uh, okay. Famous ENFPs that go with you, Carrie, are Robert Downey Jr. Okay. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Robin Williams. Uh, Meg Ryan. Russell okay. Brand. Okay. This is a weird Motley crew. <laughs> I would not have put these people together. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Okay. And Quentin Tarantino. Okay. That's oh, cool. So I mean, weird. all brilliantly creative people. <laughs> In fictional ENFPs, Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> 
great. I can see that. That's who you want to be. Yeah. I actually, I have said before, if I had to be like a manager, I would be a Michael Scott. It would be so hard for me not to just be really? like, does everybody like me? Let me find ways for you to like me. <laughs> oh, you haven't made any products? That's okay. You can stay on. <laughs> let's, let's give you a raise. That's funny. That was one of the questions in the uh, assessment. And it was like, would you have an easy time firing somebody? Oh, God. And, no. No, yeah. I never want to be in a position where I have to fire anybody. Yeah. I'd be so bad at that. Yeah, oh, too. Ernest Hemingway okay. is matched up with me. Jack Nicholson. Hey. He's, he seems like a really prickly guy to me, but okay. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Madonna. Hey. Bruce Willis. Okay. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> like, who's hey, I'll deciding take... this, though? Did they take <laughs> exactly. these, or Did... are they just like, oh, I feel like Michael J. Fox? Exactly. Like, today I'm going to be Michael J. Fox, and I'm going to take this assessment and right. see, see what I get. <laughs> right. Fictional ones. Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Hey, now. Uh, he sleeps with his sister. That's uh, why right. I like Okay. I don't want to be Jamie Lannister. He's a kingslayer. He killed the king. Oh, boy. Uh, another thing I was curious about is like, well, how do these 16 personality types break down in the, the populace? Are uh-huh. Like we equally divided. Well, there's an answer for that, Ross. And uh, another point that Molly brought up was asking, what do you think our culture in general Mm. emphasizes more? It seems our culture really rewards people being extroverted Extroverted, and working with facts Uh and thinking based on solid analysis and logic. I thought maybe our culture was more towards the feeling Feeling. side. Yeah, I could see that. But she argued towards the... uh, So, yeah, could go either way on that. So ESFJ. And then, yeah, judging. Uh Definitely, our culture seems to uh, rely on. One thing my lady said that really seemed true to me was that teachers tend to teach in a judging way. Like, they Mm -hmm. tend to be like, here are the facts and we're going to add them up to a whole Let's go step by step and here's the whole. Mm-hmm. Whereas the opposite is like, here's the whole. Now to understand why it's that way, we're going to pick out little parts that are examples. And I definitely prefer that second method, oh, which yeah. is kind of how like a lot of professors do it. But when you're growing up in high school, like it's just like, here are 17 formulas. One day we'll explain why it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, 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 no. I won't understand right. unless I know the thinking that went into it. Right, yes. Exactly. Yeah, totally. In the booklet they sent us, there's this breakdown of how people fall in the general population. It seems like the most common are the ESTJs and the ESFJs. That's oh, bo- there you go. Both are like That's 11, what to, just saying. 11 to 12% of the population. ISTJ, 9 to 10% of the population. ISFJ, Nine to ten percent of the population. And just for clarification, like if these were evenly distributed, we'd expect around like six percent each, right? Because then you get that would add up to ninety-six percent. Good mental math. Or the least common are like the INFJ, INTJ, two to three percent of the population. Mm. Whereas mine is. Oh yeah, one of those see. was the Nelson Mandela's and uh, Martin Luther King's oh, of the world. Okay. We need more of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be um, heard. Okay, so I'm ENFP, that's 5 to 6. Or if you want to argue that I'm INFP, that's 3 to 4%. There you go. And what about yours? Uh, 7 to 8% of the population. Okay, so you're a little more common than I am. One really helpful, again, well, I don't know if you'd find this insulting, but she had <laughs> me write like a phrase with my right hand, and she had me use my uh, non-dominant hand, which is my left oh, hand. Uh-huh. And so I wrote a few things, and I described kind of my thinking as I was doing that. And she was saying, well, you know, it's kind of that way with our leanings on these various scales. Yes, that's what uh, my... My person used the same example. That's, she didn't make me write it out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's helpful, I think, because yeah. when pressed, I can't use my left hand. I remember in art class, if I was like really tired that day, I would draw with my left hand and mm-hmm. then I would get these really interesting things. Mm. You can press in the service and you could learn to use it if you needed to. Yep. When I broke my right arm for a year. I, I, <laughs> wow. Know. Yeah. So like I cut my food with my left hand, for example, just like certain things stayed with me. Just like Jamie Lannister, he had his right hand cut off in Game of Thrones and he uh. had to learn to use his useless left hand to fight. 
in battles. How was battles. Star Wars? <laughs> Very good. The oh, new good. Star Wars, thumbs up from Ross. Cool, cool. Force Awakens, go see it in theaters. Look, I knew that it existed. There's so much more to say about this, but how long have we been There's going? one thing I do want to add. Yeah. Uh, just about the history of this. This test was developed by a mother-daughter team, one of whom was last name Briggs, one last name Myers. Yeah, Catherine Briggs, and she was reading Carl Jung's personality types right. in the 1920s. And Carl Jung, Jung or Jung, however you want to say it, is sort of famous for being the touchy-feely psychologist of his time. Yeah. He's very yeah. holistic. People um, kind of called him a mystic. And yeah. Definitely a polymath. He was into lots of different avenues of exploration. Sure. But you wouldn't call him like a, a hard-nosed science type. Right. And and kind of to his credit, he was a little able, I think, he was a little able to dip his toe in both worlds, kind of mm-hmm. accept like the artistic view of psychology and the scientific view. But when he came up with these different personality types, didn't give a shit about getting data behind them. So that's already a little sketchy. Then these two women, both of whom were housewives, I believe. Yeah, Catherine and her daughter Isabel, Isabel. who brought in the Myers name. So Isabel brought home this young man who she was thinking about marrying and he was so different from the whole family that they were like let's try to figure him out and that's how they got obsessed with ah, interesting Young's personality personality types. types and then developed this whole inventory that they then started using uh, volunteers from a local school and from a local uh, medical school to shore up their theories so is this really validated i think we'd just have to say no <laughs> as far as science goes. Yeah, this all came out of, yeah, he liked, he was the survey type where he liked to just talk to people and get mm-hmm. their stories and extrapolate general conclusions based on that. But he didn't do any kind of rigorous scientific testing. Then again, I don't know, might be hard to do in this sort of field. Right. Um, and it, there's something to be said for there is a certain level of trial and error that's sort of like the world's slowest science experiment. If you yeah. just want to put it out in the world and see if it can kind of figure itself out, that <laughs> is one way to do things. It's just a lot slower and a lot less perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way he had organized it, there were eight personality types. And it, from my recollection, he was like looking at the sensing and intuition divide and the thinking and feeling divide and felt that you could be more introverted or extroverted along each of those scales. And that gave you eight. Then they expanded it with the... Perceiving and judging. Yeah, and and got the 16 out of it. So you get the one out of two times one out of two times one out of two times one out of two, and you get one out of 16. One of the women wrote to Young and was like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours, and we've developed this whole inventory based on your types. Do you like it? And his response letter is printed in that book I mentioned, The Cult of Personality. That's just a sort of very polite brush-off letter. Like It just says... Something like, oh, thank you so much for your interest in my work. Very interesting test you developed. You know, it's just like, <laughs> wasn't like, like, let's like, develop this together. Right. This could yeah. change the world. Yeah. Just sort of like a, hmm. There are other researchers mentioned in this book uh-huh. who worked on the Myers-Briggs later on, some of whom just started to sort of lose faith in it and just be like, this is so overemphasized. People mm. are using it to hire people, to fire people. That's bogus. Which, again, is the criticism of the application rather than, you know, the types themselves. There's been multiple versions of this, mm-hmm. the form that people take. And I think the one that we took is the form M. It's a Myers-Briggs type indicator one. Mm-hmm. And it went through multiple revisions. Some of the responses to critics say that most of the criticism is geared towards an older version, like mm-hmm. a 1985 version. Whereas in 1998, they really went in and they did a lot of statistical work to compensate for differences in age and class and other other things that could kind of muddy the results. And so they say that the newer version is 
is a lot statistically, mathematically stronger. Which we haven't personally validated, yeah, but that's, that's what they say. That's the response there. Yeah, again, every time I read about this, I would learn, okay, now there's like some people use subtypes and they'll reorganize the order mm-hmm. of the letters. Um, so you can get like 24 subtypes. And and then there was like this whole other field of study, socionics. And I don't, mm-hmm. I'll start reading about that. And this is confusing. There's so oh. much. So there's like all these different variants. And there's like another five-part indicator where they add an additional scale. So this was like this can of worms that got kind of Uh opened up as I was trying to read more about it. I was like, well, that's too much. It's my personality type. I have a hard time (laughs) reading through long personality type um, things and and keeping attention focused. ENFPs love that. I just had to move on. Sure. Yeah, there are a bunch of other type uh, inventories we weren't able to get to telling you guys about this, but there's lots of fascinating history here. I really recommend the cult of personality. It goes into some really old tests that really aren't used anymore, like the Minnesota multiphasic personality inventory, which was an early one that was to test for things like psychosis, but was like just bad. Like it kept, really? it kept finding people, you know, mentally ill who were just not at all. And when it was finally oh, wow. actually tested on healthy individuals, they found that like, oh yeah, people without any sort of disorder will come up as like, yeah, schizophrenic. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Really problematic. That's where the danger rating goes up quite a bit. Sure. But that is not nearly as popular these days as much safer it seems Uh, this one article that molly sent me references the golden personality profiler that's another test the majors personality type inventory so there's a lot of them out there there's another thing with only five factors that's like a little newer yeah it's just too much but we tried to take the one that everyone loves myers-briggs yes you know what else everyone loves what do they love squarespace Yes, they do. Ono Ross and Carrie is brought to you in part by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform. Not only do people love Squarespace, but of course they love websites. Everyone loves a website. And uh, yeah, like having your own website is amazing. And it's really hard to do without like a good yeah, you, unless you have to buy magic. You have to buy a host and then you have to like actually design the site and you have to like register the domain name and all of that is really tricky. But what you can do is go to squarespace.com, set up a website very quickly and they've got tools to help you build your website. Yep. And actually that's where onopodcast.com has been hosted for low these many years. True, true. Squarespace sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level with no coding required. Yeah, it's like drag and drop, very intuitive, easy to use tools. You can put as much effort into it as you want to really make it yours it's very Mm -hmm. customizable or you can you know just kind of use some of the templates that they have there which are professional and great looking and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year which is pretty hey yeah because you know that costs quite a bit on its own squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability and also you'll get like the mobile responsive design you know which is important these days so you can start your free trial site today with no credit card required no credit card i know at squarespace.com you get to try it and make sure you like it and then you pay for it. But you can still get 10% off your first purchase. But how can you do that, Ross? Use the code ONO. That's O-H-N-O, all one word. And then you get 10% off your order. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So Ross, Ross is it? I'm Ross. So what would you give the Myers-Briggs personality inventory? God, it's not a test. Not a test. Um, You might say it's an instrument. On a pseudoscience rating where one is something not at all pseudoscientific. It's very scientific, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like plants take in sun and swish it around and then they, <laughs> they make it into foodsies. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then 10 is something totally pseudoscientific 
like uh, a goat got very, very sexually excited and then mm-hmm. they do that all over a something that's... and then that grew and then that became you. Oh, no, that's that's not what happened, though. Uh-huh. Oh, that's why right, it's a 10. 10. Gotcha. Uh, I think we're closer to the chlorophyll side of things on this. We've we've discussed the reasons already. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say a three. I, I feel that this is fairly reasonable and personality is such a difficult thing to really put in scientific terms. So I think it's useful as a tool as long as you don't take it to those extremes. So I think used properly. I think it's um, pretty reasonable. How about you? Yeah, I think I agree. I think three is perfect. It's not really like borrowing trappings of science, which is usually one of my like things Mm -hmm. to think about with pseudoscience. In fact, I think they pretty readily are like, yeah, no, we didn't test this all that much <laughs> um the woman i talked to did say oh they've they've totally confirmed it they dotted all their i's and crossed all their t's whatever that means but that's just her being kind of sloppy yeah yeah i think so so uh yeah no i think i agree i think three is perfect uh how about then on a pocket drainer value where one is something uh, not very pocket draining where you spend five bucks but you get a good book and you enjoy it it keeps you busy for hours, whereas 10 is something incredibly pocket draining. You sign up for a one book a month club, but you pay like 100 bucks a month. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, I'm going to give this a little high of a rating just because I don't think you're getting much out of taking the paid one over a free one. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say a five. I think 150 bucks is a lot, even though I get you're getting two hours of these people's time. That's a lot. But just for what I walked away with, Mm -hmm. I think I could have saved 150 bucks and gotten just about as much knowledge. That's a really fair point because there's so much to read about it for free online, Mm -hmm. uh, because all this material is out there. So yeah, in that sense, you're right. What we paid is quite a bit. I certainly enjoyed my conversation. I think mm-hmm. a lot more than uh, sound like you enjoyed yours. So I definitely enjoyed it and felt I got a lot out of it. But yeah, if I wasn't doing it for the show, I, I would say I would need a real committed reason to get that level of depth. Uh-huh. Because I think for what the test is useful for, you can get it for free. Yeah, I think so. Uh, at least for most of us. Agreed. Well, Ross, what about on a creepiness rating where one is something not at all creepy? Okay. Like um, you walk into a Fry's Electronics. Um, I do that a lot. They're having a sale on DVDs Ooh. and you get a copy of Tommy Boy for $4. <sighs> Nothing creepy and a low pocket drainer. Yeah. It's everything you could want. Okay. And then ten something extremely creepy. Mm. Uh, you walk into a Fry's Electronics. Okay. Um, everything's completely black in there. Mm. Uh, Hello. And then as you're walking around, you realize that that every customer is Chris Farley. You're back from the dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of cool, but I guess it's creepy. Yeah, that's that's creepy. That's definitely creepy. (laughs) And for anybody who doesn't have a Fry's Electronics, I pity you. I almost never go, but okay. giant warehouse full of technological goodies at discount prices. It's true. Um, So on that subject... Oh, nothing creepy here. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to say one. Yeah, me too. Okay. What then, Carrie, would you give the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10 in the field of danger? Ah, danger. The cultural personality is very persuasive about like how easy the misapplication is. You know, the, sometimes things just lend themselves to being misused. Okay. Um, and this might be one of those things where it's just a little too easy to latch on and take it too far. I can't really blame that on the maker of the inventory or anything. It right. just might be a feature of it by its nature. But it, there's a little there. I would hate to see someone fired over this or not hired over this. Yeah. Just be real crummy. So I'm going to say like a three. It's there. It's I'm not worried about it too 
and you know anything like the degree of like ear candling or something there was uh-huh. like the you know the the danger is right there uh, on the face of it but there's little mm-hmm. i wonder what kind of personality type would like get way too into personality <laughs> tests yeah, no. and uh, anyways yeah i'll say two just because that's out there and that can happen mm-hmm. and and yeah i've heard there are horror stories about people losing their jobs based on results from tests like these which is ridiculous yeah unless it was just used as an excuse you know they wanted to get sure. rid of the person anyway, i don't know bad excuse though <laughs> uh, totally what was your favorite moment Ross? I enjoyed the moment of my wife texting me with her results and it was fun sending them back and forth with you. There's fun conversations, I guess, that come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, just like asking someone like, oh, where does your name come from? You know, you always oh, get, yeah. you can get a good conversation and it's already going to be a lot more helpful than, uh, say, talking about your sign. So next time you see the lady at the bar and you want an opening line, <laughs> what's your Myers-Briggs personality type indicator? And if she knows you really have a lot in common. If yeah. she even knows what the heck you're talking about, yeah, <laughs> she probably listens to this show. <laughs> then uh, you're off to a good start. Uh, but you asked my favorite moment. You know what? I'll say it was talking to Molly over the phone. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah, really uh, got along well and felt she explained things very sensibly. And uh, I hope we get to talk to her. How about you? What was your favorite moment? True to what I think this test is good for, my two favorite moments were reading your type and finding out it wasn't your type and realizing <laughs> like, oh, this might actually be useful oh, yeah. if that's how this turned out. Um, and finding out Drew's type and, be- and being like, well, we're the same type, like was really fun. So yeah, again, I just keep coming back to like, that's what this is good for. We all are so like good at being interested in ourselves, but maybe the actual usefulness here is understanding each other. That's a great note to end on. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is written by Brian Keith Dalton. Our producer and co-editor is Ian Kramer, who is an INTJ. You can find us at MaximumFun.org. And if you go to the donate page. Which you should. Yeah, by saying forward slash donate or clicking on the donate button, you can help support our ongoing missions. And let me just say, if Carrie will let me, there was another important part to this investigation (laughs) that we are not talking about at all because it inadvertently uh, dropped us into a much longer term, amazing investigation uh, that you will want to hear about. But we could use your support. We could listen, you guys. (laughs) Not only do we need your financial support, We need your emotional support right now. (laughs) So yeah, uh, anyways, we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. So you guys, this is something you guys ask for a lot. Now you're going to go online and you're going to ask us if it's X, Y, or Z. Stop it. Don't do it. We're not going to tell you. We're just not going to tell you. Don't say it. But you might know what it is. Please go donate for the love of God. (laughs) We need it. Please go donate. If we ever needed it, we need it now. And you can also check out our photos and talk to us at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. Our favorite personality type is the type that goes there and does that. And donates. And thank you so much to all of you who do donate. We hugely appreciate it. Hugely. And it makes what we do possible. And remember. And if you want to be me, be me. And if you want to be you, be you Cause there's a million things to do You know that there are I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. If there's one thing I know about owls, they are wise. Two things. They are wise. Yes.
They love nightclubs. <laughs> they, all, they wear tiny graduation motorboards and they love nightclubs. <laughs> they also do the best double takes of all birds of prey. <laughs> and if you slow it down, they actually go. <laughs> International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.